the spiritual ego and resistance to being controlled. We have all been duped by the spiritual ego. It plays lots of head games with us, and it's the one that says, oh, I know better than that, and stops you from feeling your feelings. Today, we're also going to talk about resistance to being controlled. This is an energetic pattern that happens within us that does not like being told what to do, even from your higher self. It is our will. So tune in as we snuggle up with the angels to talk about this one and get divine guidance with Annette McCoy. Angel Heart Radio programs should not be used to replace your legal or medical advice. Welcome everyone to Angel Heart Radio. You are our focus. We want you to know that you matter in the world and that you're important to the world. We're here to remind you of just how valuable and needed you are right now. Help us to help others. If you like what you hear, tell your friends, post, tweet, pin, let everyone know how amazing Angel Heart Radio is. So again, welcome to Angel Heart Radio. Powered by love, Angel Heart Radio is sponsored by angellight777.com. Welcome everyone to Angel Heart Radio. I'm your host, Deb Goldberg, and it brings me great pleasure to be here with you today. And it's an honor to serve you in the highest way that I can by bringing you messages of divine love and blessings for your life. You are dearly loved, cherished, and blessed. We have a great show for you tonight, but I wanted to give you the call-in phone number first so that if you'd like to share with us or if you need some guidance or tell us about your own experiences with the spiritual ego and resistance to being controlled, please do that. Our phone number is 347-202-0232. Again, it's 347-202-0232. 0232. And if uh, you need another phone number, we have another. It's 714-583-6858. 714-583-6858. So let me tell you about um, the other uh, radio show host, uh, Anaya Joy Halili. Um, her show airs on every other Friday night, USA time, 8 o'clock p.m., and Saturday mornings at 10 o'clock uh, Eastern time, but it is actually Queensland time, 10 o'clock a.m., uh, USA Saturdays. And um, I am so grateful that I have Annette on the show with me tonight. Anaya was not here, was not able to meet with us today. So welcome to the show, Annette. Thank you so much, Deb. I'm always delighted to be with you. On this occasion, of course, it's tinged with sadness um, Mm -hmm. and great feeling for Anaya, as you know. Um, Sadly, Anaya's mum passed a couple of, three days ago, maybe, uh, unexpectedly. And so talk about a whammy. And Anaya's only just starting to deal with the fact that her uh, father passed in November. So, boy, talk about closing one year and starting another with two real biggies in life. Mm -hmm. So I'm Mm -hmm. sure that um, our thoughts go out to Anaya as she and her family come to terms with this and uh, farewell her mum later this week in a lovely service. 
Yeah, so we're sending Anaya and her fa- family lots of prayers and blessings uh, as for healing light to come to all of them uh, as they work through this difficult process. But, mm. um, Deb, but I know, th- yeah, go ahead. It's interesting, isn't it? Because they do say out of adversity, that's when we really feel the support of people. We tend to reach out to people more when Mm -hmm. we know that they're doing it hard. Sometimes if we think that people are are on easy street, so to speak, we don't tend to make the effort that we do. You know, when someone's having difficulties, we drop everything. It doesn't matter what's happening um, Mm -hmm. to support them. And it's also an amazing time for the family to gather, um, to share their memories, to laugh and cry together. So, and it is the circle of life. As much as we go, oh my goodness, death, uh, we need to remember that it's simply a passing from this current lifetime, that the person... the soul is alive and well and no doubt look at being a part um, spiritually of the family's gathering at the moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, I sent something to Anaya that Jesus had talked to me about death. Uh, and that's actually going in my third book is that, we are there is no separation in life or death that our loved ones and everyone else actually that we that we are on both planes at the same time and so there is actually no separation you're together in life and you're together even when one's in life and the other's in death that um there's constant communication and um, that you can't be separated because of having the one consciousness. So um, sometimes that does make it easier for people to um, go through the acceptance and letting go process of their loved ones through death. And sometimes that doesn't help. Everybody's different and on their own journey. Um, but we know, yes, that... Um, whoever has passed on has uh, just gone back home. Mm. Yes. I know my belief system is great comfort. However, it doesn't take away. We still need to go through that grieving process. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it can come out of left field. We think that we're dealing with life okay. And bingo, there'll be... Uh, something will crop up and all of a sudden it'll hit a nerve, if you like, or a memory. And uh, it's like, oh, wow, I thought I was over that. Uh, Mm -hmm. Interesting. It is very interesting. And one of the other things that Jesus said is that when sometimes somebody passes because of the one consciousness is a lot of times you feel like you die inside. Um, That letting go process is is that, um, we're all experiencing that death because we are all one, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's really interesting ways to think about 
what happens when somebody transitions their life. Yes, indeed. It's interesting. I've come to realize that I grieve for myself and others who are still on this planet in this lifetime because no matter how a person passes and some passings are long winded, you know, can take a long, long time and that can be hard on everybody and others are very quick and unexpected and and that in itself is hard as well. Mm -hmm. The thing is for the person who has transitioned, wow. How fabulous. They're reunited with people who've gone before them. It's like a party happens elsewhere while we're mm-hmm. having a, a wake here. Very, yeah. very interesting. Yeah, that you no longer have to deal with the uh, all of the experiences as being a human being. That it's just love mm. and joy and peace. Yeah. Yeah, and for those who've had illness... Because uh, I know, and I hope Anaya uh, will back me for saying this, because I know her father uh, came to her in recent times, and he said, "Look, you know, he was so sprightly and mm-hmm. doing things that he hadn't been able to do for a long, long time." So that's very comforting when we're gifted with being able to be in contact and and Anaya is very fortunate because she has that ability herself for those of us who feel we might not have that ability of course there are mediums who can help us connect that's exactly what it is what the word suggests there are a medium one who can link those in the spirit world and those in the physical world and I know Deb when my husband passed almost 18 years ago it was so comforting for me and I was put led on to my awareness of our spiritual journey um, through Barry's passing and the fact that uh, one of the steps I took was to go to a medium uh, that lady has become a very, very dear friend and we've developed together over the ensuing 17 years. Wow. What and, a great point. And I know, Deb, you you are able to be a mentor for people. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and what I do is I actually help people connect within so that they can connect themselves to whomever they want to talk with. And because we all have the ability to do this, but it's not common knowledge how to do it or that it's possible or if it is, you know, how do I get there? Uh, but but truly, every single one of us, because we've never... we. I like to explain it this way. We're living on both planes at the same time. We have not left home. I call this a virtual reality. Mm-hmm. So it's almost like we're sitting in the cradle of God's lap and having this virtual experience. So we never left. And and so you're always, you always are connected through that oneness. And um, I like to really help people. Uh, be able to connect within themselves to that oneness and whoever it is that they 
need to talk with. But if you don't, you know, if you don't, if you don't have the ability to do that because you can't work with somebody or meditate, then a medium is an excellent way for uh, for you to attain being able to do that. Put some closure mm-hmm. um, into your life of knowing that your loved one is just fine. That's right. Mm. And how wonderful when we become aware of that and then also become aware of when they are around us. Mm. Yeah. My father's around me all the time. I know he's one of my spiritual guides. He he used to whistle when I was uh, younger. <laughs> he has a special whistle, mm-hmm. and I hear I hear that whistle all the time. It's just letting me know that he's here, um, and if I want to talk with him, but he's always um, he's always around supporting me. It's very comforting. Mm. Yes, is. it is. Mm-hmm. Very comforting. Mm. So now, you, you know, we talk. Yeah, I wanted to talk a little bit about also, you know, that you're a, a podcast host on Angel Heart Radio, and and that and Annette is somebody who believes in being the best that she can be and assisting others to be the best that they can be. So you love to highlight people that are doing good in the world. Yes. Right? Yeah. In, indeed. Yes. Mm-hmm. And aren't there so many people out there doing that? And the more that we can individually do good, so to speak, uh, the better this world is. You know, to concentrate mm-hmm. on the positives and the good rather than dwelling as our news broadcasts delight in bringing us, you know, the latest murders or accidents or whatever, uh, to look at all of the wonderful people out there doing good. And I I delight, isn't it wonderful, Deb, when people can uh, do, create uh, acts of kindness mm-hmm. and especially I, <laughs> the game of uh, invisibility, no, to, to simply do something because you're drawn to it. You know, somebody might be in front of us at the cash register, and I must admit more people pay by card these days, it seems. However, if someone's searching for a little bit of change, you know, they can't find that last little bit in their wallet. How lovely to be able to say, oh, look, you know, here's the 20 cents or whatever it might be. or uh, uh-huh. And some people will go into a cafe and pay for two coffees instead of just the one and say, you know, the next person who comes in, give them a freebie. Mm-hmm. We don't yeah. know what it does for that person. It's, uh, what do they call that? Paying it forward. Like somebody does mm-hmm. something nice for mm-hmm. you that you're just paying it forward, that you're, you're being thoughtful about how can I uh, make somebody smile today? In whatever way that is. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be somebody we know. You know, it can... How wonderful to do something for a stranger. Exactly. Exactly. I agree. <laughs> you have to excuse me tonight. I have a cold, that, so 
if if I'm coughing, I'm trying not to, but every now and then it comes <laughs> it comes along. So I'm yeah. sorry that I'm coughing on the show. But I did want to do this because I won't have a show on Thursday, so it was important to me that I connected with everybody today. And, Deb, I'm delighted to know that you have chosen uh, to change the date because Thursday is such an important day for you. Good on you and happy (laughs) birthday for Thursday. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. It's a big one. It's 60. And um, I, I'm i sure I'll be doing something with my husband. And, uh, and not that I don't like being with all of you out there, but it was just a way of doing some self-love for, uh, for me. And uh, so that's why we're having a show tonight. And it's really interesting looking back on the years and you know, you look at your birthdays and see where, 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 how things are going. And I do have to say, you know, I believe age is a state of mind. I feel like I'm not getting older. I'm getting better. I am coming more into myself, learning more about me and what my purpose here is on this earth. And, uh, and just, it's been fabulous. I am ecstatic about the growth that I'm having. Things that you think you would grow as a teenager or in your young 20s or something, uh, the growth that is spiritually happening is is just amazing. And good on you. I like that term, uh, growing better. (laughs) Because I must admit, when people mention uh, myself and old in the one statement, I say older because I don't consider myself old. They do say that uh, 60 is a new 40, and I go, yay, (laughs) because it is totally a state of mind, and I'm so grateful for my body and the way it is responding at the moment to, you know, when I I consider myself quite reasonably flexible, for my age, and I go, well, thank you, thank you, thank you. It's mm-hmm. important for us to acknowledge our bodies and I and be grateful for whatever it is we're able to do. And I'm sure that that in itself helps us get better as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. And it's funny because you and I were talking about, I said, well, I don't know that I'm going to say it's my birthday. And and since our topic tonight is the spiritual ego, I said, well, you know what? That was the mm-hmm. spiritual ego. I don't need to talk about myself. And, and really, it should be a celebration of myself and that it's okay for me to celebrate me and my birth and, um, and that I'm alive and being filled with gifts and uh, spiritual gifts in life that uh, I need to celebrate. So uh, I said, well, you know, that's really a good thing to bring up Mm -hmm. as we're talking about the spiritual ego and what it is. And that's Mm -hmm. a perfect example. Oh, I'm not going to blow my own horn or, you know, (laughs) I'm better than that. I don't need to... Um, have all of this, you know, 
tests around my birthday, and and that would be the spiritual ego. <laughs> but I'm glad you brought me out of that. <laughs> I'm celebrating me. <laughs> and it's so important that we do, because if the tables had been reversed, you would have acknowledged my birthday or... Mm-hmm. We're quick to acknowledge other people, and yet, do we acknowledge ourselves? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, you know, that's really important because one of the things I said about the spiritual ego um, is it, it doesn't really want to acknowledge you or celebrate you unless it's coming out in a narcissistic way. Um, it... It, it, it's the one that says, oh, I know better than that. I don't have to go there. I don't have to say that. Um, it's, and it stops you from feeling your feelings. Mm. So this is the part of us I have that been. plays a role in that. Mm. I have learned that there's a difference between acknowledging my feelings and then how I deal with it. Mm-hmm. So rather than like, oh, I'm not angry, and yet I can feel myself tensing, it's yes. important for me and my well-being that I acknowledge the fact that, yes, I am angry. Mm-hmm. And, what, and sometimes it might not be what the prod. It might be something... It, it, brings up something that has been hiding in my body for a long time. So it's the fact that, yes, we acknowledge our emotions and then the important part for me now is how I deal with that. Mm-hmm. So I knew that you would be able to come up with something to relate to the spiritual ego because that's what it will do. It will say, like, I'll use my own uh Example with that, too. I'll get angry and I'll hear this voice say, well, you know, you're not really supposed to get angry, that you're all about love. <laughs> and and love, you know, that's not that's not what we're doing here. We're not we're not. We'll just put that away and, and just let it go. And that is the spiritual mm-hmm. ego. So it stops you from feeling it's sort of like the holier than thou. Um, face of the ego, if that makes sense. Yes, it's as well. We can, we we're unable. Well, we don't go there because we're beyond that, so to speak. Yeah, like we're better than that. And and instead mm. of saying, well, I have feelings too, and it's okay for me to, I can be spiritual and have my feelings. It's about how I'm processing them. Mm. Not that I'm not supposed to mm. have them. We are so that this, the spiritual ego does not want you to, you know, that nothing bothers you, that you're you don't have feelings. There's no truth to that because mm. we all have feelings, and um, <clears throat> so the spiritual ego is tricky. Um, you know, the ego yeah. has so many faces, first of all. 
Mm-hmm. The ego is, uh, you know, the part of us that all the fear, all the fear comes and the worry comes from and the anger. So, so what's interesting is that the the ego, even though the spiritual ego, the the ego's face of anger and the spiritual ego is doing the opposite is you're not going to feel that anger where the other part of the face of the ego wants you to get angry it's very interesting how they play against each other the same ego right i yeah so i have this the spiritual ego sometimes makes believe it's jesus or my higher self it just starts talking to me, and and we'll talk in my voice or Jesus's voice, and and I'm like, well, I'm not sure what I'm hearing right now. Uh, it does not make me feel good, uh, and it is it is actually the spiritual ego playing playing a game, yeah. Well, it looks like we have a caller on the line, so let's let's see what happens. Uh, if let's see, number starts with six three zero. Welcome to Angel Heart Radio. This is Deb. Oh yeah, I was just looking at your theme, and uh, welcome. Yeah, thanks. And what's um, your, what's your name? Lisa? Lisa. Lisa. Hi, Lisa. Thanks for calling in. Hi. Yeah, no, I was looking at your subject, and I thought it was really good. Um, I've been going through a lot with that issue. I mean, I didn't hear your discussion earlier. I just got on the line. I just finished dinner. Uh-huh. But um, I, I thought it was a really, you know, it had a lot a lot of thinking for me because I feel like I've experienced that lately, you know. Um, Meaning like the spiritual ego important. or resistance um, to being controlled? Like resistance to being controlled. Like mm-hmm. I, I had spoken to my sister recently, and I hadn't had contact with her for a really long time. And like after being around her for two weeks, I thought I was going to go crazy. She was so controlling and so abusive, saying very hurtful things to me and telling me what I have to do every minute. I mean, I just thought I was going to go nuts. Like, it became like aggression where it would go out on other people because she doesn't allow you to talk and express your feelings in front of her. She starts screaming. Mm-hmm. And so it just felt so good. I, I finally, like, realized I really wanted to have a relationship, but I can't, that she's crazy, and nothing's mm-hmm. changed. She's, like, getting worse. So I just decided um, just to cut her off. I mean, I told her that I couldn't do that, whatever she had asked me, and that I found it very hurtful, some of the comments she made, and that I don't appreciate it. And I'll see her when she comes into town because our parents died. And, you know, we're, like, splitting up the possessions in the house. Um, there's a mm-hmm. banking charge, so I don't have to deal with her directly. But, you know, I tried for a few weeks. I really did, or a couple months here and there. And it was just a disaster, you know, people that try to control you like that. They've got real issues, and... I never heard her, but she said some horribly hurtful things to me and was mm-hmm. telling me what to do every minute. And I think your spirit does tell you, you know, like, can't have this, you know. And, mm-hmm. you know, I texted her and I just told her, you know, I couldn't talk to her, that my health wasn't good. I, I kind of, like, 
I don't know, maybe over-exemplified some things, but that that kind of stopped her from calling me. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's kind of sad, though. It's kind of sad. Sure. Sure. We want to have relationships mm-hmm. with, you know, our family and people we care about. So let me ask but you a question. But when it's detrimental to your health, mm-hmm. right. and, like, nothing changed, she's, like, worse than she used to be years ago. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, so... Let me let me ask you a couple of questions. Do you yeah. is, you know we all have an ego, right? And our yeah, ego, I don't know that much about ego. Okay, so we all have this voice in our head that likes to boss us around and tell us what's right and what's wrong. It's got a whole bunch of rules, and oh, yeah. and and it's very very controlling. Right. Oh yeah, I remember that from like psychology. Yeah. Right. Okay. Okay. All right. So everybody that we see, everybody that we're having relationships with, are actually a mirror of up to us of seeing ourselves, seeing a part of ourselves. Okay. And so everything is a reflection. And it is. This is God's way of showing us the best parts of ourselves and the parts of ourselves that need to be healed. So I call it the metaphoric mirror of life. And because everything outside of us is a metaphoric mirror. So your sister, I would, this is the way I would look at it, is that she was just showing you what goes on in your own mind with your ego because you're seeing her ego okay and our egos are very controlling to us now some of us keep it inside our mind and we don't speak and do things and other people are very demonstrative about what they're you know showing you their ego and it's all purposeful it's all spiritually orchestrated because it's something that we need to learn what's going on inside of our own mind, even if you're not speaking it, that needs to that needs attention so that we need to stop listening to it. Is this making sense? Um, not really. Not at all. I mean, all I know mm-hmm. is I can't be around people like that. I'd rather have no relationships than relationships like that. A lot of right. people try to boss you and a lot of people not only try to boss you or they're manipulative or they're not that nice. And I find that I'm very picky who I hang around. A lot of people just get desperate, I think, and they hang around people that are toxic, you know. And I I respect myself more than enough to know that I will not be in those kind of relationships. I am seeking out better relationships, I have to admit. I mean, I'm to that point in my life where I think I've had okay, some bad, some good, whatever, but... I think I'm looking for a very, very kind of like communicative, kind of loving type of relationship. Sure, sure. People that have healed and that have the ability to love and be loved. You know what I mean? And I'm kind of, I don't know, I'm just seeking out new places. I'm I'm hoping I'm going to be able to meet some people like that more. You know what I mean? Okay, so have you had experiences growing up and with controlling parents or controlling yeah. people? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Okay. And and so that's another mirror image is that that is coming up within you 
and you are seeing this from your sister because it is something that needs to be healed within you. Well, how do you heal it then? Because I think I have. I mean, I haven't hung around people like that. I just, you know, I I don't walk, I run, you know. Right, but it's also about... Um, I don't with those. I don't know if you healed those relationships with the people when you were younger that were very controlling. Yeah, I have. Yeah, I have. I've been my mind. I mean, I didn't get to do it in person, but I in my mind, my parents passed, but I healed that a long time ago. Mhm. So there's still a little girl inside that reacts to all of that. Oh, okay. Yeah, maybe it still affects you, like what you're yeah, saying. Yeah, yeah, because our little our little wounded selves that experience these things have not forgot about them. Even as an adult, if you can say, well, I forgave or I, I healed that, there's still a little girl inside that remembers and gets triggered. So Yeah, it was definitely triggered, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. so, you know, you can probably look at what age you... Um, I know what the age I experienced it. Okay, so that that part of you is calling for love from you. Yeah. So what in. you're saying is like you have to like love yourself, right? I yeah. mean, I think I do that. Yeah. So so this is a little girl inside of you that is actually calling for your love. That you connect with that part of you that um, experienced that growing up and, you know, and that she needs attention from you and understanding of why she gets triggered. So the the ultimate thing that we're supposed to do is that people um, don't trigger us. We don't close our heart to people that we try to, I'm not saying that you go throw yourself into the lion's mouth. I'm I'm just saying that, what we're so Why would you have anything to do with people like that? They're they're destructive. I mean, I'm well, not. No, I'm not. I'm not having anything. You know, those people are destructive, and they don't <laughs> stop. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But we're still supposed to stay in a space of love. And but I don't want to. to. I don't have to. That's not what I feel. I don't feel mm-hmm. I need to stay in a space of love. I feel like I need to do what I need to do for myself, and it's definitely to absolutely end any kind of relationship like that. I won't have anything right. to do with it. It's just a repeat, and nothing changes, and I'm not dealing with that. I'm, I I refuse to, and I want to go towards loving good people. There are other people out there, you know, and, and I don't need that. So I'm going to a lot of different things, you know, and yeah. I'm, I'm hoping to meet different people more that are more normal, you know. Right. And, and I have so a bit we more have... time now. Yeah, so then this is about not shutting down because somebody else is in a really bad space. So it's a spiritual lesson, and it takes time of not shutting down to your feelings and not shutting down your heart when somebody else is having a really Oh, I'm not shutting time. my heart down. I know that there's not a difficult time. That's her. Nothing's changed. I have nothing to do with that. I'm just saying, I'm looking, I don't care. I don't even want to discuss her anymore. She's, she's not even worth it. I'm talking about, that's a very destructive and abusive type of person. I'm talking about, like, I want to have, like, meeting more people and stuff. I wonder, like, do you have suggestions with the next part? Like, with meeting people and, you know, kind of going on if you've already 
you know, I think I've, you know, loved myself and this and that, you know, the things you discussed. Mm-hmm. And respect um, myself. I, I guess there could be, uh, is there a community where you live that um, is involved in uh, things that you're interested in that you could yeah, belong to? Yeah, that's what I'm to? starting to do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I'm starting to do uh, that. You know, like tomorrow night I'm going, I was invited to like uh, a bar like at 530 for drinks and talking with different people. Then I'm going to another function with a group of women and then I'm going to a social fu- function with a singles group on Saturday. I'm doing a lot of different things now I'm starting to do. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm just getting out there now. And then when I go places, too, I've even met guys, like, just sitting at Panera. I mean, I haven't had a date yet lately, but I'd like to start, you know, dating if you meet someone. But I don't want to, you know, go on Tinder or Bumble or, you know, I just don't want to do that kind of stuff. I don't mm-hmm. believe in that. I, I think it's kind of like ridiculous i mean i know a lot of people met people online but i don't really like the experience of that i find find people like you know they don't really represent themselves (laughs) like you don't Mm -hmm. know like what there's a lot of crazy you have to be like really careful i think there's crazy people and i would prefer to meet people in a setting where you get to know people you know what i mean sure i understand all of those things um and and so you know maybe there's some opportunities where you live like you can meet people tomorrow or, you know, and then find out what other people are doing and then uh, go out and try some other new things. But I will tell you this. We, we cannot live in a victim consciousness. We cannot look at the world as people are there to victimize us because those things are not true. Um, and as you keep growing in your love and not shutting down and looking at things because our spiritual, our ego will not let us feel. Um, and, and to not, it is important not to see people as that they're victimizing you. And because that is, that my sister. Yeah. Or, or other people, because, there's no truth to that. There is because everything is a reflection of something that is inside of us that needs to be healed. What do you do spiritually to connect? Oh God, I pray at a you know at a place. I also um, you know I don't want to talk about religion where I go, but I believe in God strongly. I meditate mm-hmm. almost mm-hmm. daily. Today I didn't have any time. I was cleaning for four hours. But I didn't have mm-hmm. time today. But I meditate almost daily, and lovely. Um, yeah, yeah. And I'm in That's touch, lovely. like with God. I I actually have conversations. Like I'll just, I don't know. Like when I know it's the right time and He's telling me to do something, then I'll do it. And then mm-hmm. like today, like it was really weird. Like yesterday, I decided I was supposed to go to Japan, and I didn't think it's safe now. And you know, just medically, it wasn't a good idea for my health. And my doctor had written a note, so I stopped that trip. And then I had all these miles put back. So then I decided, okay, well, I'm going to find somewhere closer. So I ended up planning a trip to Sicily. And I just looked online, and I always wanted to go to Finland. So first I'm going to Finland, and then I'm going to Sicily, like in when the weather's better and the good months. Well, and awesome. I'm like, oh, my God. Yeah, so within 10 minutes I found these flights. And then today 
I was at a Chinese restaurant, and I had my fortune cookie said, you're going to have some travels that are going to open up your world. I mean, mm-hmm. it was just so weird. And it was mm-hmm. kind of like God talking to me because, like, I started, like, like just, like, looking at the flights. And then I, I had done some other stuff for four hours that didn't work out. And it was just, like, weird. And then I had this feeling, okay, this is what I need to do. And I did it within a day. Mm-hmm. And uh, I felt like I, like I listened to God. Like, sometimes I get those things. Like, he might say, well, yeah, you know, you're right. You have to give people more understanding there is good and bad. I think I tend to look at things as black and white because of my childhood. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. people do have different sides, and it's not good to be, like, so kind of unforgiving like oh well they did this so you know you have to understand they might have a lot of problems you know or whatever you know that they're Mm -hmm. acting like that and the way not to victimize yourself is like you said in loving being I guess assertive or protecting yourself but also like just letting people know your boundaries but you still could maybe try to have a relationship somewhat you know what I mean Mm -hmm. like it's not all black and white but with my sister, yes. it definitely isn't. I can't. I can't with her because there's. Right. She's not able to do like an in between. But I mean, it was just really weird. So I always talk. Like I talk to God a lot, and He tells awesome. me what to do. So I make kind of slower decisions because, um, you know, it's really like I'm not controlling things. Actually, someone up there is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so I think that what I like to do is ask God to bring me more light about a situation, meaning I need more clarity, more understanding about a situation that I'm in or um, experiencing, and so that I have some more awareness about it. So that might be something you can ask for, too, um, to help hmm. shed more light on on situations. How do you okay. think I could start dating more? Like, is there just by going places then, or... Do you think yeah, I should go on? Just meeting people. Just well, you have plan trips planned. You're you're setting things up to meet people, and it's um, that's something you talk to God about is to bring the right person uh, to you. That okay, you're really good. Every, mm-hmm. Everything goes back to God. You ask God all of these questions. Okay, and then don't be victimized because I guess I was growing up. Like it's interesting you picked up on that. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so I kind of get into that where I think, well, people are trying to victimize you. And I don't know. It just seems that a lot of people, though, are very non-caring nowadays, you know. Like, mm-hmm. You know, there's it's a lot because of they have people, a lot of problems. Yes. There's a lot of people hurting. And so, yeah. um, and so then it gets taken out on other people, and they don't really understand what they're doing. They just really, it looks mm-hmm. like they might have an awareness about it, but they don't, not fully. And so um, so these are all things. Everything that we do is a question for God because you have your own spiritual curriculum here for this journey, and God is the only one, or whoever your spiritual guidance is, knows what your spiritual curriculum is. And so that's why you keep going inside and asking those questions. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Did you have a feeling I was religious when you asked me that question? Or, no, I was just curious. No. I was just curious in your spiritual practices, that's all. Okay, because so, like people that don't have spiritual practices, it's it's kind of sad. They, they're they kind of like, they wish they had something, but they're not sure. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, a lot of people don't understand. 
But thank you for calling in and uh, and chatting well, with you. us. Thank you. I can really... I stay on and listen? Sure. Mm-hmm. Just you can stay on and listen, and I'll just mute your mic. So okay. um, Annette and I will continue to talk about this. Okay. Thank you so much. You're so sweet. Oh, you're thank welcome. You. God bless you. Okay, that was a wonderful call. How lovely. Yes, how lovely that Lisa chose now to call in because I'm sure, Deb, what she uh, is experiencing, other listeners will be saying, yes, yes, that's me. Mm-hmm. Similar scenarios. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so if I want to talk a little bit about the resistance to being controlled, this actually is our will. Our will and our um, our will and our ego, I, I say sometimes they gang up together um, against our higher self. Mm-hmm. Of There is a constant um, fighting for control. So um, your ego is has different faces that fight for control. There's your will. There's those wounded parts of ourselves that uh, need to be healed. And then you have your higher self. So you can go back to being a little kid. And, um, you know, as a little kid, and I learned this from Margaret Paul, and it was just great. It really kind of opened my eyes up to this resistance and you're a little kid and you're getting bossed around all the time by your parents, you know, um, do this, do that. You got to do this. You be ready. Um, and so as a little kid, you know, your your will kicks up like, hey, stop telling me what to do. And uh, so you you develop behaviors that are resistances to being controlled. So as a little kid things I remember doing, like being told to be put my shoes on, I couldn't find my shoes, you know, anything to dawdle, to procrastinate. So it was my way of saying, I'm not listening to you. Or I put them on the wrong feet. Or I forgot how to tie them. Or these are all, you know, clean up your room, uh, not doing it. Um, as asked, unless, of course, you're having um, fear put into you that if you didn't do something right away. But these are all the things that we start doing as a child. It's our will saying, hey, you know, I'm a person too. I don't, I don't have to listen to this all the time. Quit bossing me around. But we develop all of these different habits and behavioral uh, patterns that – Um, keep us from trying not to be controlled. For me, um, I had lots of those. And as even I've been writing my books, and I'll call them energy, energetic patterns, because everything is energy, I could feel within myself that my higher self is sitting and writing and loving. That part of me is loving everything I'm doing in my writing and the other part of me is I don't want to sit here all day. I want to go do something, even whatever it is. Um, and feeling this tug of war 
inside myself energetically of being pulled one way and then pulled another way. And this this war inside is going on all of the time. And you get to a point where you become a witness to all the different facets of yourself and what's going on and recognizing that um, there is a war going on, but it's it's really about not feeding into it. It's about learning that energetically it's affecting you. Um, and so what happened with me is I just kept sitting and writing and this and this other part that didn't want to do it. It was almost like God was asking me to surrender and just do what I'm, he's asking me to do, which is just wonderful. And my will is saying, I don't want to do that. And I'm not sitting here all day doing that. I have other things to do. But I forced myself to just keep focusing on writing and just kind of dismiss that part of me that was fighting against me. And um, I actually got to a point where there was so much energetic resistance in me that I started to have vertigo over time. So this wasn't happening in a day or a week. It was probably a couple months that I had been feeling this energy with inside of me that I just kept ignoring rather than saying, okay, I need to do something about this. Maybe I do need to uh, balance my day better so that I'm not, um, I'm not sitting all day, that I'm breaking it up, I'm doing some other things that I like to do. Uh, but it was pretty incredible. Uh, this, this energetic pattern is amazing. And our will is always kicking up in not wanting to be controlled. Uh, and you know, you, you see this happen within, uh, within our relationships of how we get angry sometimes, because a lot of times we're making an assumption that we're being controlled. Is this making sense in it? Do you have anything that you're seeing that you can f- see this energy happening within you? Absolutely. Yes. And, <laughs> and what I get Deb is there's that inner knowing when it's the right thing like when Mm -hmm. I when I know that I've got things to do I ask at the beginning of the day for guidance to do the things that I need to do and I find Deb that I might not like if there's a over a length of time I actually achieve everything that I set out to do and mm-hmm. more so I think I've let go of the oh, I must do mm-hmm. and it's okay and especially if it's if the day is an open camp sometimes it's like well what can I do today that is in my best interest and in the interests of other people mm-hmm Excellent question. Uh, and I know that there have been because hmm, I I can put things off. <laughs> I've been meaning to do my tax for a long mm-hmm. a long long time, and I'm finally I'm having an appointment with an accountant this coming week. Mm-hmm. So that's really important for me, and I've I've been able to put things in place. 
mm-hmm. over time because I know rather than completely putting it off, which is what one of my sons is doing and I say to him, because we can uh, sometimes in its fear, we don't want to do some particular thing. Maybe we feel that we're not good at it. Maybe we don't we're a bit concerned about the consequences so it's the fear that comes in and yet by putting it off that's making it far worse mm-hmm. definitely it's it's important to acknowledge okay yes I do need to do these things I like the way that you say to break things up I used to think that oh, if I was giving a day to a ta- if I was, if there was a big task, I had to give a whole day to it, or a whole morning, or something. And of course, it was I would look at it with dread, rather than, oh, well, I'll just go outside and maybe I'll, you know, pull a few weeds, mm-hmm. and I find that that's easier rather than thinking, oh my goodness, the garden is so big, uh, and it's so overgrown, it's going to take me forever. Mm-hmm. So. And I think I'm off point, but it brings back enjoyment to mm-hmm. what I'm doing. So yeah. tasks that I don't particularly like, mm-hmm. I try and find a fun way of doing it. And that's excellent. Music on, or, or as you yeah, say, cause... to bring more things in. Yes. So mm-hmm. what is it that I enjoy doing as well? Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a so there's a balance. Up. Yeah, there's a so try to balance all of that yes. up. Yeah. Mhm. Yeah. So part of the procrastination is a form of resisting being controlled. Something that I know I need to do and I keep putting mm-hmm. it off for whatever the reason might be, like some of those things you talked about. Um it procrastination is part of the resistance to being controlled um but we don't understand that uh and and it's been if you if you go back and look you and that's how I started tracing well when did I start doing that procrastination and I took it back to childhood of remembering that you know oh I can't find my shoes it was a way of pushing my parents off right um um, right Asking me to do something, and I said I forgot. <laughs> um, so if I went back, I see you know can see a whole history of behavior that is really um, it's all the will resisting to being controlled, and uh, whether we don't think we do something well or whatever else, you know, um, I see it a lot. Um, I see I see it happening in all areas of my life but it was especially um spiritually with god, with god or jesus saying you know i need you to stay here with me all day and work on this and um not that they're not asking me mm-hmm. to have balance in my life but my will was in full force saying the heck with you i'm not doing this and if i'm doing it i'm doing it <laughs> while i'm i'm gonna be mad while i'm doing it I'm going to be angry because you're forcing mm-hmm. me to do this. So we even act out this victimization and the resist, resistance to be controlled with with God. Um, it's it's really amazing how powerful it is. Um, but yeah, you can trace it. 
by going backwards and looking at things you did as a little kid to just kind of push people off or, you know, get them to leave you alone or you know, mm-hmm. shutting down. Um, that's another thing that um, that's something that I would do all the time is shutting down. If I feel like somebody was controlling me is just shutting down um, and just going inward or away or rather than um, dealing with those feelings uh, and bringing some more love. I guess I was, I've been looking at it as compassionate presence for myself and for the other person rather than detaching from my feelings and the other person. Of course, if it's violent, that's completely different. Uh, it looks like we have another phone call. So um, if the number is starting with 917, if you would like to talk with us, please press 1 on your phone. Otherwise, I know that you're just listening. We have three minutes left in the uh, on the phone call so, um, or on the radio show. It went by very, very fast. Yes, yeah. you yeah, it does, doesn't it, Deb? Yeah. So, um, Annette, why don't you tell people when your show is on and how they can uh, listen to you? Oh, thank you, Deb. At the moment, everybody, it's a case of going into angelheartradio.com and listening to shows that I've done over the past seven years because, Deb, I see January as time out for me and I've thoroughly enjoyed having no usual routine. It's a case of, well, what do I feel like doing today? I'm very grateful for being on with you today because it seems it's been weeks since I've been on. This is a longer break than normal because there happens to be five weeks in or five Wednesdays Mm. in January and Wednesday is my usual day. So the 31st of January, Australian time, and the 30th of January, uh, American time, is when Janet Hickox and I will return. Now, Janet is our regular astrologer, and Janet's going to be sharing the kinds of things that might be happening for us uh, in this coming year. So I think that's a great way of starting the year. And then the following week, Marnie Perna, our resident kinesiologist, is with me. And the week after that, Darren uh, (laughs) Snell. Sorry, Darren. Darren Snell will be with me. (laughs) So it's a great lineup this year. (laughs) So uh, 10 o'clock Brisbane time in uh, Australia or... In America, it's, uh, I believe it's four in the afternoon Pacific time. But the beauty part, Deb, with um, Angel Heart Radio is if you go in the onto the website, it actually will tell you what time the show is on in your mm-hmm. particular time zone. So no matter yes. where you are in the world, you can listen to us, which is mm-hmm. fabulous. Yes, and lots of replays. Um, you have fabulous shows. I love your guests. They're so informative. They're wonderful. So don't miss Annette's shows. I really appreciate you being here with me tonight, taking the time to do that. That was my 
that was my pleasure, Deb, and have a wonderful, wonderful birthday celebration yeah. on Thursday. And may your entry into your seventh decade be absolutely <laughs> fabulous. Well, thank you. I have a lot to celebrate. Um, I'm going to be starting another uh, one of my shows in February, probably. We'll be um, starting a Universal Divine Healing Ministry with Susan Frink Anderson. And we're going to have people calling in mm. with their own stories of divine healing so that other people can hear about how they've been healed in any kind of divine way and other people that are um, looking for guidance and help. And so we'll be doing guidance and prayers and uh, blessings. And we will also be offering uh, actually defining what is God, what spirituality, how, how do you connect? So we're really going to be talking about all of those things. And I'm very excited about it. And the Fabulous. other thing. Yeah. Yes, it's very exciting. And the other thing I have to celebrate is that this evening I am actually sending my third book off to the publisher. I finally finished it. And I am so excited. Yay! Yeah, it, I finally, uh, so this will be the, yeah, it's the completion of the three-book series called The Divinely Ordered Life. So I have a lot to celebrate. Very happy. Indeed. Yes. Well, uh, again, I'm going to say thank you. I'm going to send some more blessings and prayers out for Anaya and her family. And I feel so blessed and honored. Um, it's such mm-hmm. a privilege to bring our listeners, all of the inspirational co-hosts and guest hosts to Angel Heart Radio. Everyone I interview or have had discussions with has brought so much love and wisdom to all of us. And for that, I'm very grateful to be part of this beautiful sacred space. Thank you, Anaya. And when in doubt, never underestimate the power of prayer. You are being listened to and heard throughout the universe, and it always responds with infinite and eternal love. Remember to go inside and listen through your heart to the whispers of heaven. When you come home to God, you come home to yourself. I love you, and God bless you. You've been listening to another fabulous program on Angel Heart Radio. Our goal is to remind you of how much you matter in the world and to let you know that we appreciate who you are in the world. You can check out who's on, when we're on and who our guests are at angelheartradio.com. Everything is there. It's all just one click away. Angel Heart Radio programs are powerful tools to help you in your life and your life experience. They are not intended, nor should they, be used to replace your medical or legal advice. The views expressed by hosts, co-hosts, callers, guests and associates should not be construed as advice from Angel Heart Radio.